0: Dubai
1: i 103.8 Home learning started today. How's that going for everyone then? 11.30, they've been at school for three hours. Fun! it's,
0: (laughs) It's not much of a hassle to Jose who says the parents are not expected to teach their children. Teachers will. Parents' role is to support them, access the content and keep them
1: motivated but leave the teaching to the teachers. Jose, mate, I tell you something, those three things are really difficult. Well, motivating them. uh, Well, motivating them, um, accessing the content, like my (laughs) husband. My husband was finding it hard to access it. He was finding it hard to to print the timetables this morning. I was like, look, I'm on the radio at 10. It's quite a big day. Everyone's being told to stay home. I've got to think about how I'm going to say it on the radio. Can you just give me a couple of hours so I can just focus? five minutes later, comes in and says, how do I print the timetables? I was like, that's not you taking responsibility. He's like, I don't understand. Like, what are we meant to do? I was like, yeah, I don't either. I don't either. I don't know what to do. Like, we, you know, we have to read the messages and we're all figuring it out this morning. I don't have the answers. One person who does have the answers, in, on one level at least, uh, and, and, and the reason why we've sort of turned to, to existential sort of adult help here is because I think that a certain number of us are probably freaking out right now. Uh, I'm definitely freaking out. Uh, I, how, I mean, after this radio show, I think I've got to go home and, and try and get the children to tick the right boxes and get through their maths and their homework. They're Arabic. How am I going to teach them Arabic? Uh, I mean, I'm definitely in the sort of holy moly, stressed, this isn't going to work, uh, help, help, help stage. And tensions in the house are running high. Things definitely feel impossible. Um but we'll figure it out, right? And uh, to help us out, and we'll do this all week, we're going to get loads of teachers in, we're going to get loads of tips about how we can figure it out. But joining us today, uh, Lisa Sherrington-Broyd from Kangaroo Kids Nursery, who is going to explain how nurseries can support uh, parents and how how you can do it, basically. Hi, Lisa, how are you doing? Hello, Georgia. How how are you? I'm stressed, thank you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you do sound a bit, um, and yeah. Yeah, it looks... Um, So, I mean, I'm a a nursery school principal, but I'm also a mother of three, but my children have all grown grown up, so they've all survived my mothering. And the other thing I, I want to say is that I've been in education now for about 28 years. So I certainly haven't seen a coronavirus curriculum go out before, but I have seen quite a lot, and I do know that family life can be quite difficult. And I'm imagining how difficult it's going to be for families at home today. And I suppose at the end of this call, I hope that perhaps I might have reassured, you know, a few mums and dads and families at home.
1: It has uh, so far. And I know I'm not the only uh, person experiencing this because I'm on two WhatsApp groups with all the mums from the school that my children go to and the dads. And uh, I mean, literally, I haven't looked down at my phone yet. Yeah, yeah, that's another forty-six messages in the last half hour uh, of people trying to figure out how to use the systems, uh, panicking. Then there's also the, the some people who've got it figured out that are slightly annoying, Um, and, you know the people that can do it because you're just panicking because you can't see. And then that's before you've managed to persuade your children to sit down. We made our children wear their school uniform this morning to to really sort of focus their minds. But <laughs> I bought sweets for potential bribery. You know, we're we, we, we're trying to suss it out, but it's they're six right. and five. I've just, and I've only got two. Imagine if you've got four.
0: Yeah, listen, I think that today's the first day. And the first thing I want to say is I, I think we've got to take the emotion out of this situation. I think we've got to slow down. I think um, pace yourselves. You don't have to be an expert on day one. And I'm pretty sure that, um, you know, principals and teachers are not going to be calling you into their office as parents because you didn't get this right. I think this is going to take time. And um, I think we've, you know, we've got to edge ourselves in gently. And I, for me, you know, and I've been educating over 28 years. Uh, the question that I'm asking myself, and, and in my nursery, and I know obviously our children are under five, but I've actually taught in secondary schools as well. I think we need to be asking: is what kind of learner do we want our child to be at the end of this? Do we want our child to still be engaged? Do we want them to be problem solvers, creative thinkers, people who are still passionate about learning? Well, if we do, then we've got to get this right to some extent. And what does right look like? Right, I don't think looks like everything kind of perfect and we've ticked every box, we've done everything we've told. Um, The way that we've approached things in our nursery is we put a great deal of emphasis still on relationships. So our online, the moment the nurseries closed, and bear in mind nurseries had a head start, we were closed before the schools, we set about trying to keep that connection going with the families. So what do we do? Every single day we were posting live videos, live call-in, live sing-alongs, chance to chat to your teacher, you know, via via Zoom. Our Instagram was really active and one of the things that our parents kept telling us was how much the children wanted to see their their teachers and they wanted to see their friends and that was where we started and so from there we were we were posting live science experiments. Some of our children were bringing in and showing us um, their experiments that, that they'd done at home and so we just wanted to stay connected and I think that relationships really count and it, what, what we're going to be, have to try to do is to maintain our relationships whilst we're still delivering a learning package, you know, from home. But I think we need to pace ourselves and break this into chunks.
1: I suppose that one of the reasons why parents are finding this so emotional is because of exactly that point. It is immensely sad that our children aren't able to hang out at school with each other.
0: Yes, and I, I, I see that. But I do think that, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm really heartened by lots of things that I've seen over this weekend of different clever ways in which we are still able to connect. I mean, you were just talking about how everybody stands on their, on their balcony in the marina and and claps, you know, and cheers. There's a really strong connection in that, um, And I know that they can't see their friends at the moment, but we've still got, we've still got, you know, Zoom and different things. Yes. Um, so, you know, there is that. Um,
1: and they enjoy, what, they enjoy using those as well. They're quite, I mean, obviously the older children have got social media sorted straight away. It's the younger ones, but you can introduce them to it. And, and there is a, they love, I mean, I, we tried Zoom just recently. They absolutely love that they can see their mates. They think it's an enormous game. Yeah. But we did this with, with, you know, with children under five, and it worked. And it wasn't just about the children. It was
0: about our mums. Yeah. You know, we've tried, our mums and dads, we've really tried to stay connected to them as well. I think that most importantly, any school or nursery is a community. And if we can try to keep that going, I think, you know, I think we're winning here. Now, if it was me and I was in, in the shoes of any parent at home, I probably would have tried to get my kids buy in by that I probably would have got a big piece of white paper and said right this is what we're going to we need to do how are we going to do it what how, what what does it look like to you what are you you know what are you up for what do you feel that you would want to do and try to get them to create like a home based rule system for what schooling at home looks like but that They they bought into it. You've done almost like a family mission statement on homeschooling, and then of course you can say to them, "Oh well, don't forget. Do you remember?" You said that you thought it was a you know, great idea if we did learning for 30-minute you know, chunks and then we took a break. Um, I think particularly with older children, you're going to have to get them on board. Mm-hmm. And that's part of that motivation. So the motivation's got to really come from them a little bit,
1: I think. So in many ways, what I did this morning, I mean, thank goodness I had to leave the house in a way. Uh, the, wor- the worst thing you can do is get super stressed out and shout at them because that's going to make them hate learning.
0: Yeah, and that's what I mean. I think we've got to take the emotion out of this, I really do. Um, And we've got to think about what kind of learner we want our child to be. And my other thing that's very much in my mind at the moment is I think we've got to remember what learning, what ask ourselves, well what does learning look like? Does learning only look like we're in front of an iPad and we're downloading information? We're seeing children as kind of vessels in which we put that information in. I mean your children are aged five and six In many countries in the world your children won't have even started formal education You know learning can look like lots of things learning might be at the moment learning how to cook an omelette tying up our shoelaces, you know exploring stories. I I think that You know, I know that we've got an agenda to fill here with the schools needing to complete these tasks, but outside of that, if we get this right, our children might actually look back on this time and say, Oh, God, do you remember when there was the coronavirus and we did that fantastic thing where we all made different omelettes and we tasted them like in a restaurant? Or do you remember when we did that? you know the big pizza party in in our living room with just us and we dim the lights and we lit the fairy lights there's opportunities really for families to connect at this time and i think if we start adding in the stress of you've got to do this by this time and then everybody's getting upset struggling with laptops and all the processes we might just ruin that opportunity
1: are you um, are you self uh, di- social distancing on your own, or would you like to come and live with us just for a few a few weeks? <laughs> because well, you you're, what, that's because such I, good advice. I actually would really, really love to help. And
0: you know, as we go off air, I'm happy to zoom you and your oh, family. that's
1: so sweet. <laughs> no, really. <laughs> I
0: think, you know, I would love to help. And I, I'm really worried today, particularly about families and mums and dads getting getting stressed. I think right now my message is this that we've got to think that this is an opportunity to create, you know, home learning um, memories. We could create some really great passionate thinkers at the moment. In the way that we teach in our nursery is we're not a theme-based or topic-based nursery. We follow the interest of the children. And you could do that to some extent at home, I think. Now, if your children what, what, what age is it? So got five and six, girls or boys?
1: Well, I'm super keen. So they're boys, but I'm super keen for us to uh, remember that people listening have got older children as well. This is The Agenda with Tom Urquhart. On Dubai Eye 103.8. Hello there, Georgia here. We are in the midst of a conversation uh, with Lisa Sherrington-Boyd from Kangaroo Kids Nursery, who I've kept on the line because she was giving such fantastically practical advice. Hi, Lisa, are you still there? Yes, George, I'm still here, ready to help. Amazing. Thank you so much. So you were about to tell us what we should do. I'm going to move on from my personal experience to, to try and sort of, uh, so, so that it doesn't feel like a personal therapy session, to, although yeah. God, goodness knows I need it. Um, what would you say as far as practical advice? Because it must change according to younger children and then you've got your sort of 8 to 11 year olds yeah. and then your okay. teens.
0: So let's try and work through that. Okay, so let's try and work through the ages. I, I'm lucky because in the last 28 years I've taught children from naught to 16. So I've, I've got, I've got a few experiences that I can bring to it. But I think the first thing I want to say is let's not forget that every child, you know, in the UAE and also wider is going to be in the same boat today. Every family is going to be in the same boat. Um, and whether you are a small small learner or a big learner, it's new and you might need some help and encouragement with it. So no matter what age of the learner is, I'm a big believer in behavioral narration is I think we've got to catch our learners at the moment getting it right. So even today you get a few glimpses of when your child has shown an interest or an engagement with the process, praise it. Say, oh, well done, you know, you, you know you're you really, really connecting. Gosh, I love the way that you're listening to what your teacher's saying because the more you emphasize what they're getting right, the more they're going to want to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Now, there's a trick to it as well. It also works when children aren't doing what it is you want them to do. Behavior narration also works and you can begin to say, oh, I can really see you're committed to this. Oh, I can really see you're serious, you know. And then you'll start to see maybe that attitude begin to come through. Now, I think the the most scary part of this is going to be is for our older learners. And I used to um, I used to be head of pastoral care in a secondary school back in the, back in the UK, and I watched firsthand how stressful it was for you know our 15, 15, 16 year olds going through their GCSEs. Um, it can't be easy for them. But what I do think is a reassurance for us is that we have an abundance of fantastic teachers in Dubai. You know, really great teachers, really great schools. And do you know what? Teachers really want to help your children. They will want to do their best for them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think try to remember that the teachers are on hand. We're trained, we're skilled, you know, we know your child, that's the other thing. You You know, we know, we probably will know what your child is gonna be like as home learner you know so i think you know stay connected to the teachers and trust them
1: we actually had, at our school have been very lucky. There's a real sense that uh, we've been given email addresses and the teachers are responding very quickly. And I'm sure it is the, the same across the UAE. Lovely messages coming through. Thank you, Mansour, for yours. Uh, he says, so insightful. I was so stressed up. I just got out to go for a drive to get some air. Uh, thank you to your guest speaker, Lisa. I've got three kids, by the way. Um, and then another person here says, hi, uh, this is Don. Hi, I am a dad of two kids, four and eight months. my daughter took the online study this morning it went well my daughter was a bit confused when the teacher was online in a recorded video and was trying to reply to her questions but yeah it is working as a working dad at home it you know it could have it could have gone worse it went better it went well so lots of messages of people actually managing to do it and i suppose it is just as you explained it's about not expecting too much on the first day yeah and also you know um you know, we're talking about lots of WhatsApp groups. Now, WhatsApp groups are fantastic, right, because they do
0: give, they are a source of information. But they can also be a source of stress. And I do think we've got to keep an eye on our, you know, mental health at the moment, particularly when isolating. You know, so I, I think try not to think about what everybody else is doing and just think about what's right for you and your family. And I suppose that, you know, after we've done a morning of learning this morning, I think we need to do something nice. I think um, you know, encourage the children to, you know, if you can, if you've got a garden, get out and get some fresh air or if you're on that, you've got a balcony or just to do something that's nice where they can relax, but also that's not screen time. Because I think we've got to also think about that learning is, particularly in the EYFS, so for younger children, so let's turn our thoughts to the little ones, is that learning doesn't just look like learning your phonics or doing your maths there are seven areas of learning and it also means your gross motor skills your fine motor skills getting up and dancing and doing things and moving and making sure you know that that um that you're you know doing a wide variety of things understanding the world around you i think if i was at home with a preschooler right now i'd try and check in and see what they were interested in and let's say if they were interested in pirates well i'd run with that I'd turn my living room into a pirate ship in some kind of way. And and because I think children, if they're interested in what they're learning about, you can run with it. But obviously the older children are going to have an agenda that the teachers are going to be trying really hard to deliver. But today is day one you know tomorrow is a new fresh day and a new opportunity so if you did end up losing it with the children <laughs>
1: <that> <laughs> i'll be, 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 tr- I- be I- one. well i think my husband's probably lost it with the children goodness no my, my nanny has got the patience of a saint but um but i lost it yeah i'd be pretty certain sorry to I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, i am well no i mean he to be honest he's better than me so so it, it was probably the right the right situation but i'm so interested to hear you speak about um about finding what your children are interested in and, and, and lighting that spark and i think that i'd really love to get you on again lisa thank you so much for your advice i think we're all going to oh, need no we're closer, going to need to take care Yes, we're going to need regular pep talks as the uh, as the next few weeks go on. Uh, Zena and both both of us as mothers, we totally get it. Uh, it's it's going to be a hard slog, but we can do it. We can do it. I just bumped into Milani. Of course, we're
0: two meters apart, but she said that um, yes, this is the first time of uh, distance learning. She's just finished her shift with the business breakfast. She's the technical producer of the business breakfast, and she is not looking forward to going home and uh, coming home to two kids that need yeah. to be taught with all of the apps that need to be um, accessed etc but having listened to Lisa's uh, to your chat with Lisa I think she's got this
1: she's so encouraging honestly Lisa thank you so much if you're still listening this is Dubai
0: I 103.8.